Hi, and welcome to Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmin Ali. Today, we look at one of the reasons why entrepreneurs struggle to connect their products with their potential clients, and that is that they do not connect the product features and benefits to the client needs. Let's start at the beginning. What are features and benefits? Traditionally, features are described as what the product does, and benefits are described as the so what behind the features. So what does that mean? Let's look at it in terms of a cell phone. What do you look for when you get a new cell phone? Are you interested in the operating system? Maybe you're after a really impressive camera. Or maybe it's all about the design and what it feels like in your hand. These are all features. Basically, this is what gets put into the phone by the manufacturer. Now let's think about why these features are important to you. Let's start with the operating system again. Certain applications depend on the phone being on the correct operating system and correct version. The benefit would therefore be that you would be able to access the applications that you want. For most of us, what the system is called or even what version it is makes very little difference as long as it supports what we are using the phone for. The benefit is therefore usability. On to the camera. Being able to share memories and experiences has become a key function of our social media interactions. Many people would rather invest in a phone with a good camera than a separate camera as well. The benefit of this feature on your phone therefore becomes that you can keep connected socially, maybe get a few more likes on your posts, and that you can actually save money by investing in one device that fulfills two functions. In addition, the phone is generally easier to conceal than a camera and therefore adds the benefit of making you less of a target for robberies, perhaps. Finally, the design of the phone has a benefit. Let's be honest, we love beautiful things. It's a status symbol and gives us bragging rights. If that beautiful design leads to functionality, even better. But status in and of itself is a benefit to us as consumers. It's what Steve Jobs created the Apple philosophy around and what made it such a brand in the market. People want to own beautiful things. So let's look at the difference between features and benefits. And again, features are the stuff we add to our products, services, and even skill offerings that make it serve the functionality that the customer wants. The benefit is what the customer experiences from the feature. Remember that we always want to be analyzing this from our customer's perspective. It should not be what we want, but rather what serves the customer's pain best. This becomes tricky because often the customer simply does not know or cannot express the pain that they have. We therefore have to do some investigating to find out what the features are that we need to build. And the best way to do that investigation is to identify the benefits that the customer is currently lacking. Simply asking them a question like, what frustrates you about the product that you're currently using? Or, in an ideal world, what else would you want to be part of the deal? Can prove to be an amazing insight to the customer's desires and benefits. You can then build the features that answer those benefits. A very important aspect to remember as part of your sales pitch is typically that customers do not understand the actual feature. So we do not sell the features, we sell the benefits. So for example, even though I love cars, I cannot possibly tell you what ABS or EBD or anti-lock braking actually is. But I can tell you that all of these things contribute to making my car safer. And if you're selling cars to a person with a family, 
I can also tell you that selling them a car with everything that will keep your family safe on the road, which would be a very big benefit for them, is something that they'll buy. Yet often the market seems saturated with every competitor offering the same benefits. While all the promises made are generic, we still have to attract our customers to buy our solution. I often ask entrepreneurs how their offering is different to the competition, and they struggle to come up with an answer. I'm going to give you a bit of a tip here. This often comes down to being able to productize your benefits in such a way that nobody else can offer the same package. This may mean going out of your comfort zone and offering products to complement your service or skill, or offering services to complement your products. It often means getting creative around the pain that your clients express in your research. The key is to constantly be innovating and iterating your benefits, and where possible, mitigating these for them before they even see it coming. Still not convinced that you can actually stand out in your market? Well, join me after the break when I speak to an entrepreneur in the most generic of products, namely a commodity, who still manages to stand out from the crowd. Stick around to find out how. Welcome back to Small Business MBA. I'm now joined by Kjellibor Hepule from Nungu Diamonds, who's going to talk to us about how a diamond isn't just a diamond, isn't just a diamond. Welcome, Lebo. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'm going to get right, right into it, okay? A diamond yeah. is a commodity. Yes, it is. You can get them from anywhere. It's not set, uh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Surely a diamond is a diamond is a diamond. I, I often like to say a diamond isn't a diamond isn't a diamond and also that it's not a commodity. Okay. What a diamond is is something of true significance. It's always been used as that to mark some of life's biggest moments. So a diamond isn't a diamond is a diamond. You, for example, look at the pieces that I brought here today. This is a three carat diamond. I don't know if the camera can see it. Yep. Three carat diamond. As an example, you could do one of two things with this. This could work as an investment piece. Okay. It could also work as a, as a, as a centerpiece for an engagement ring or a pendant, okay. whatever you want to use it for. So a diamond is very flexible in that. You okay. can use it for many things depending on the color clarity and cut of the diamond. So in speaking specifically to the features of a diamond as an example, this diamond is a VS2. So a VS2 would mean it has an inclusion inside that one cannot see with the eye. The beauty about that is no diamond that is a VS2 is ever the same as the other. Okay. So the uniqueness element comes into it. Okay. So if you own a diamond that is a three carat G color as an example, it will be the only one like that. Okay, so you were talking, you were talking about cut and clarity. Um, what does that mean <laughs> to, to me? <laughs> So, so often people talk about the four C's. Okay. So this is carrot, color, clarity, and cut. Okay. So basically the carrot would speak to the weight of the diamond. Okay. The cut would speak to the shape of the diamond. Okay. The color would speak to, so there's D to Z. Okay. Color definitions. And clarity basically, basically is how clean is the diamond, whether you're looking at it with your eye or a 10 by 10 loop. Okay. So, so basically the four C's. Okay. So what's the difference between these two? So what you're holding on your left hand. Yeah, so this one. So that yeah. one <laughs> is a three carat GVS1 yes. round stone. Okay. On your right hand 
is a cushion cut, fancy yellow stone. Okay. It's a five carat. So you'll see the difference in shape, the yeah. difference in size. And I well. mean, the, the color as well. I mean, I'm picking the up that that one well. actually has a little bit of a yellow tinge go. to it, where this one is your more traditional white, white um, sort of diamond. So it's a G color stone. So you were saying this would be a good, a good cut for a ring, for a pendant, a, a pendant something like and, that. And the, b the bigger you go, the more rare the color, the okay. more investable a diamond is. Okay. Now, like I say, it's, it's all about the knowledge that no one diamond is like the other. Okay. Yes, the definitions might be the same okay. to say it's a one carat G VS1. Okay. But the VS1, which is the inclusion, is never sitting in the same place. And, and, and again, that speaks to the uniqueness of the diamond itself. Okay, so what you're saying to me is that each diamond does actually have its own features. Absolutely. And as Absolutely. a result, each diamond has its own benefits. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's say, for example, I was looking for an investment piece. Yes. Let's say, let's say I was looking purely, you know, I'm going to keep this thing. It's going to appreciate. Um, mm -hmm. what, what would I be looking for? What are the features that I'd be looking for to get the benefit of it appreciating in value? So I would start off with size. Okay. The bigger, the more investable. Then the more rare. So now, for example, you spoke about the white diamonds. Mm -hmm. Those are common. Oftentimes you find that the diamonds that a, a person is wearing happens to be between the colors D to M. Okay. But when it comes to the investable pieces, you're looking for a yellow diamond. Okay. Hence, I brought a five carat cushion yellow. It's a fancy yellow diamond. Okay. So the bigger the size, the rare the color, the more investable. Okay. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is that actually that actually relates to your business as well yeah. in that businesses in 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 their own rights um, you know there's a lot of competition around mm -hmm. but each business has to create something unique that therefore gives it yeah. its own its own value the according to yeah. the features that it builds into the business yes. and therefore yeah, the benefits that, that that they they receive there is a beautiful set over over there of diamond jewelry of diamond jewelry every uh, um, every girl's dream what am i looking at so the interesting part about that piece is that it has a lot of colored diamonds yeah as you can see the, there's a lot of color variation there and also different shapes you see pear shapes you see round color i mean a, a round shaped diamond mm -hmm. so what i like about it is it's very i mean as as, as you can see it's it's got character that's yeah. what i like about that piece and it, it also showcases different cuts, different colors. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of pear-shaped diamonds. So <laughs> hence that, that specific design. What makes pear-shaped diamonds special for you? <sighs> I, th I think for me, it's the, 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 sh the shape is interesting. And, and it's, it's also in how the light plays inside the diamond when you're putting it against very, very clear light. Uh, pear shape has, has, has an effect to it in terms of how it captures the brilliance of a diamond. So, hence, I decided to make a diamond jewelry piece with pear-shaped diamonds. So, so, so for you, essentially, you know, um, the, the, the king of diamonds is the pear-shaped diamond? For me. <laughs> for me. I wouldn't want to impose it on other people, but <laughs> if ever somebody comes to me and says, I want a diamond jewelry piece with character, I'd go with pear shapes. Okay. So, 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 you're talking about character? Yeah. Okay. Your 
business is built around the concept of character Absolutely. as well. So how does, how does one diamond beneficiator essentially differentiate itself from, from, from another? Because, I mean, you, again, you're all selling, you're all selling diamonds, you're all selling jewelry, you're all selling, you know, pieces. So, so why would someone yeah. go to one rather than another? So for, for me, it goes way past the diamond itself. It's about what the diamond represents. So as an example, one of the things I speak about is provenance, which is where the diamonds come from. Okay. And for me, there's a, there's a great significance in marking at one of life's greatest moments, oftentimes that for some people is marriage, with something that has got a deeper meaning. So as an example, if you know that this three carat was mined as a 10 carat from Limpopo in mm -hmm. a mine where DBS mines some of the finest diamonds. It was cut and polished by Nungu diamonds. Mm -hmm. It was set in your solitaire uh, diamond ring, engagement ring, by a person who, who put in the time. And, and for me, it's about, it's about capturing some of, the most, some of life's most important moments by mm -hmm. telling you the diamond story, okay. where it comes from. Because oftentimes we get married or we mark life's biggest moments i keep saying that by by using some of life's most significant items which for me a diamond is a perfect example of so provenance is is a is a key factor mm. for me in as much as you're capturing your life story using the diamond i'm telling you the the life story of the diamond itself and your life story and that of the diamond converge mm. and you carry on from there hopefully to give it to somebody significant later on in life as, as it is known, diamonds can be passed on from generation to generation. So, you've got one more piece that you've, that you've brought us. Yes, yes. Um, this Again, this a pear shape. beautiful um, pear-shaped ring. You um, should put that on, I insist. <laughs> note, uh, note the <laughs> finger, right? <laughs> does it fit? Uh, it actually does. Maybe you should read something. <laughs> so, uh, talk to me. Talk to me about about this piece. I see it's got your favorite cat, the the yes, pear shaped cat. Um, let's see if I've learned anything today. So mm -hmm. we've got a a clear pear shape um, in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, it's surrounded by yellow diamonds, mm -hmm. um, and the band is encrusted by more white. Yes. Um, so round, round shaped diamonds. Okay. So, so talk to me about about this ring so so more than anything mm. else uh, uh, you might have to wrestle me to get it back from uh, me just we, by the way we will talk. <laughs> <laughs> more than anything diamonds are meant to make people feel beautiful and <laughs> confident and and for me that's what the diamond that diamond ring is when you're wearing it you feel and and most importantly it all depends on who gives it to you hmm? it's 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 been known these days that ladies are buying diamond jewelry for themselves maybe Guys are falling short somewhere, <laughs> but, but but it's 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 often the reason why you buy it. What you see when you're looking at it, and like I say, I like making diamond jewelry that has got character. So okay. that when a person is wearing it, they feel like it's as much a part of them, you know. Mm -hmm. And 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 the, 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 therein you 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 mark your how it is that you feel about a particular moment yeah. will also relate to the mm. sort of diamond and about life's moments. Absolutely. Okay, so. Um, remind me, your, your tagline is provenance? Substance, authenticity. Okay. 
What are the most important features for you in a nutshell when you are selling to a client? So as, as just let me make you an example. I've been making a diamond jewelry engagement ring for a client in the past week. And funny enough, she's buying it for herself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> different discussion altogether. <laughs> but but what, what I liked about that experience is taking her through the process. To say to her, first of all, I had uh, a, a number of diamonds put in front of her. And I said, choose one, or choose two, three, those that you like, and let's make something for you. She chose emerald cut diamonds. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in the process of making her this ring, I got to know her better. And for me, it's about... It's about the people's stories. I get very invested in the lives of the people I make these things for, particularly because of the, the, the key moments that they intend to mark with these diamond rings. So hence I say substance and authenticity, that's, 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 what, that's what I thrive on. It, yeah. has to be, it has to have meaning. It can't just be a piece of carbon that you're wearing. And I want and, and, and would love for my clients to I love it when they, they allow me into that intimate space mm. in their lives and where I get to play a part in that. You know, I hope at some point they get to tell their daughters that, <laughs> go to that guy. <laughs> He'll care about you in the process. <laughs> and more than anything, the diamond jewelry becomes that. You know, the, the, the provenance aspects, um, aspect plays a part in that. This is, you know where the diamonds yeah. come from. And mm -hmm. in as much as you know where your relationship with your significant other comes from, the diamond is much the same. And I get to play a part, you know, in, in making you realize your dreams. Thank you very much for demystifying the shiny things for I me just a little bit. And thank you very much for joining us on this unique take on features and benefits. Thank you very much. When we come back, I give you a couple of tips on how to build the features and benefits and use them in the sales of your business. Join me for that. Welcome back. Today we've been talking features and benefits and I want to just give you a couple of tips to integrate that into your business. The first thing is don't get fixated on them. We all tend to fall in love with our products and as a result, we refuse to change it according to the market. Instead, go out and find out from your customers what the features are that they're looking for and what the benefits are that they're trying to, that they're trying to get from those features. Benefits are generally about feelings that we have. Safety, comfort, status. These are all feelings, not necessarily something that you can touch or feel. So you have to ask your, your prospective client about how they want to feel once they've experienced your product or service. Once you get that right, it becomes easy to build the stuff that will equal you fulfilling that feeling for them. At the end of the day, remember that we buy from people, we sell to people, and we're always trying to make a connection in terms of our sales. Sales are about relationships. Find out what the feelings are that someone is looking for in building this relationship with you and see how best you can serve them with your product, service or skill. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Small Business MBA and I'll see you next time.